Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Authentic Podcast with Justin Doulard. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. It's time! Cordell, thanks for coming, dude. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's good to have you here. It's been a while since we've actually seen each other, so it's been a minute, man. It's been a long time. Long and uh, time. I was gonna say to everybody, if they don't mind, that you're gonna be a, a new dad. So I know you're excited yeah. about that. Yep, very excited. Very excited. And you are not going to know the gender until birth. That's the goal. Right now, that's the plan. That's the that's the big plan. And that's yep. April. And that's in April. Yeah, so I got like, what, four four months, four or five months, whatever it is. Made uh, it halfway already, so. Yeah, and it's flown by, too. Flown by. We've, man, I feel like we've known for, we knew for a long time before we ever, you know, posted anything about it. Yeah. Kept it kind of hush, you know, we're kind of to ourselves anyways about a lot of stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a ride, but Do you guys have looking names? forward to it. Names picked out yet? We've or, or ideas? Tossed, yeah, we got several ideas. We've tossed around several different things, but... what Can you say, or are you, is that a secret, too? That's going to be a secret, yeah. Okay, that's it's cool. It's a secret. Because, you know, if you just say a name or something, and then somebody gets pregnant, and, oh, that's their kid's name. It's now. All, like, no, no thanks. It's always the girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Girl, women but, and girls are like, oh, yeah, we can't name because they named their... I'm like, Why? Every, people have the same name in the world that's going to happen yeah i think i don't know what's interesting is we're trying to do something unique but also incorporate like our you know past family members yeah, and stuff yeah. their names dads moms stuff yeah. like that which i think everybody tries to do to an extent but i don't know just in general i feel like a lot more people are going with different names not traditional type stuff like everybody's getting a little more unique and stuff with how they're naming their their kids and that's what that's what we always wanted to do or i always wanted to do um i wanted it to not be kind of like mine like justin or yeah Lindsay's pretty basic too i wanted yeah. it to be kind of classic but not you know like apple yep. like Kanye yeah. west kids or not so i've always enjoyed the name lincoln and that's that's what we went with and that's actually becoming pretty popular now too and mm-hmm. i actually know a lot of people with girls named lincoln too which i had never really heard of yeah I have for a while but we know a lot of girl Lincolns too, so interesting. Yeah, but anyways, dude, congrats. That's that's Thank gonna you. be cool. Yeah, no, I'm sure you guys will be great parents. Dude, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like I said, we're looking forward to it. It's just uh, it's tough still too with COVID and stuff going on. You know, ours was weird for sure. We uh, we were in Colorado at the time when we had Lincoln, but hypothetically, if anyone was there, they couldn't have been in the hospital anyways. Yeah. They had they would have had to just been waiting at home. So yeah, you know we saw that as like a benefit, and then um, just a weird time. Like it was so bizarre. But when we went to the hospital, uh, I didn't have to take a COVID test, but Lindsay did. Really? Yeah. Uh, that and, they had an explanation. I can't remember exactly, huh. but it was it was really bizarre. I yeah. Was, I just assumed we both would, but yeah. Um, then of course when we had him, it was in the middle of it, and then. It was like the coldest night in Colorado to date. Yeah. We left at like midnight to have him and it was oh like minus 24 degrees. Wow. But 
Yeah, it no was all thanks. kind of a whirlwind. That's chilly, man. Chilly. When's the last time you went to Colorado? It was what? Right before we left, right? Yeah, right. Well, well, you went to Jackson Hole and came back down? Yep. Shelby and I went to Jackson Hole. And then uh, on our way back to Oklahoma, we stopped in Colorado Springs and stayed for, for a night. We ended up going to Garden of the Gods that evening that we got there and, you know, did some, did like a small little like a shoot. S- shoot. Yeah. I needed some updated, like almost he- like headshots, but just kind of like stuff to update my social media pages and stuff. They're not the best pictures. The lighting kind of sucked. <clears throat> but uh, no, we really, we really like that area. There's always, like you said, there's a lot to do in in Colorado Springs or outside Colorado Springs, Colorado in general. There's that, just tons to do. Is that your favorite state to shoot in, or is that your most? I guess maybe outside of being home, like because we're, you know, within uh, driving yeah. distance. Yeah, and it, it's really not. Colorado isn't really. It touches Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't think about that, but. In the Panhandle, it literally touches Oklahoma. It's real easy to go to Colorado if you want to, you know. So, it's a, uh, it's one of our favorite places to go. Uh, like I told you before, like we don't, we couldn't see ourselves like really living there. But I've looked at maybe having a rental property, like an Airbnb or something, you know, like way in the future. Like mm-hmm. that would be neat to have a place that we you can rent out. And- and then visit and stay at, take family, stuff like that. But we really we really like Wyoming and Montana, too. Those would be our two main places to... If we were going to settle outside of Oklahoma, obviously Arkansas is nice, northwest Arkansas, but uh, Montana and Wyoming would be at the top of that list for sure. Yeah, we, um, we intended on going to visit Montana when we lived in North Dakota, but... Um, it's a dr- kind of same thing in Colorado. It's a drive, but it's not yeah. a short one, you know. Yeah. 10, 12 hours. And we came, we came real familiar traveling back from Colorado to Oklahoma. Yeah. Across, unfortunately, the Kansas. state of Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, it's, it makes the, the trip quicker that way, I guess. But no hill, just nothing but straight. 95. Yeah. All that driving that I did, you know, back from Wyoming to back to Oklahoma and then on my trips to Ohio, which I'm sure we'll get into, but yeah, you got to like have a different mindset to be driving that much. Like I get to my destination and I can't like have conversations with people because <laughs> I'm just so like zoned in on the traffic, the road and trying to stay alert and right. awake, you know, after being on the road all day, you know, it's, it's tough. I think driving is an underappreciated, like, job or talent or yeah. I, I was tell uh, Colton or Lindsay I'm like uh, doesn't you could name the salary and I would never be a truck driver because I would lose my mind I don't care I would go crazy yeah I I couldn't do it either they you have to be a different breed which I know each profession in general kind of has their their bad apples but those trips to Ohio and stuff it's probably some of the worst traffic I've ever what's in Ohio uh, so Ohio, that's where the film, the hunt course is, oh, okay. uh, film, the hunt. There's your little, what would you call that? A little plug yep. for film, the hunt. Well, um, yeah, no, we were, I want, that was definitely going to be one of my main topics. One of the I was going to ask yeah. you, um, so they're in, where at, what, where at in Ohio? Just right outside Cambridge, Cambridge, Ohio. And you drove? Yeah. And I drove. It's a 13 hour drive for me. You drive everywhere, huh? I will drive the wheels <laughs> off that truck, man. You're definitely from, uh, the South of the Midwest. That's, that's the ongoing joke. Like if it's. Always Less than driving. Like 15 hours, you like, why would we fly? Yeah. No, I, I, I enjoy flying. Uh, I haven't flown a whole lot with my camera equipment. I've flown to Canada 
with it before, and it's going through customs and stuff in the airport. That's always difficult. Does it suck? Uh, It wasn't too bad with the amount of equipment that I took on that trip. I I took like the bare minimum. I didn't take. I didn't have to take my MacBook or anything, so I didn't have to worry about getting it out. But uh, yeah, they'll like go through your batteries. You have to have your batteries out of your camera and so forth. I mean, like every, you know, kind of like electronics that way. Yeah. Would it make you nervous to travel with like thousands or maybe hundreds of dollars of equipment or I don't know how much that would be? Well, I think going forward, it won't be too bad if I go minimal that way as far as equipment goes. But uh, there's guys that are flying that were students, classmates of mine in the film the hunt program. And I'll get to the point where I'm doing this as well, but I'm just not to that level yet. Uh, they'll they'll bring all their stuff, you know, which when I'm driving, I take all my equipment. Yeah. But they'll fly with it, and that scares me, you know, sure. but it's it's part of it. Like, I'm going to have to do that. and To grow, yeah. To grow. And, and when, you, when you get to that level, and you may already be there, but you insure all your stuff separately, right? Yeah, so it'll, I need to get my stuff insured, like, ASAP, like, last year, probably, <laughs> but... Uh, that's that's in the works. I need to get that done. I love beginning I'm, of this next year. I love the the text you sent me. I actually did laugh out loud when you said, uh, "What did you say?" Um, it's side hustle pay, but a full time gig. Yeah, that was funny. It's that's what it is not right the, now for me. Not the situation, but just the way you worded it. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure that you'd actually left uh, your full time gig one hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. So I I I left there in January. Uh, just got to, I mean, I'll say it, just a bad point in my life. You know, yeah. I just lost my mom uh, the in 2019 and made a promise to her, my wife, myself, that I was going to give it another year. And if things didn't change, if I still felt the same or felt worse, that January I was not going back. And, uh, yeah, so I never, I never went back to work in January and uh, didn't have anything lined up for sure, like, huge risk you know but if you're not if you're not willing to take those risks then you're you're not going to grow as a person or as an individual and uh it's disheartening that people get you know in that that flow flow of just going with the motions of of life and how society wants them to be and uh yeah i'm not i'm anti that i don't want to do that man yeah i don't want to be like too cliche but most of the people that do well and do the success stories, they sound right about what you did, you know? Yeah. You were like, I'll give it a little bit. And then you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to burn the ship. And you're like, I never went back. And I knew that it was going to be a risk and sacrifice, but you were like, you just, yeah. you just did it. Yeah, exactly. Just and pulled the trigger. Like having nothing set up, you know, that obviously wasn't the most ideal thing to do, sure. especially Shelby and I got married November 7th of 2020 She's like, I married this bum. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely I <laughs> no, hear it all the time. Kidding. No, no, she does. She does give me a hard time, but I think that that at the same time challenges me and pushes me to fulfill what I'm trying to do. You know, so yeah, even with with stuff like this, like the podcast, which is not a side or full time gig, it's more of a hobby for me. But yeah, um, it's always good to, even though I am like working at it on the side, like Colton Beck. When you get in one, when you get in one, when yeah. you get somebody on, and there's been a lot of times where I'm like. Dude, I'm just being lazy right now. Yeah. I, so, but thanks for the reminder. You know yeah. what you know what I mean. But it's nice yeah. to have that because yeah, if people yeah. kind of puts that pressure on you in a good way. So, especially if it's gonna pay the bills, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have it quite figured out yet, but, I mean, at some point, like, maybe it's just who I am, but I see a vision, like, I have a vision for what I want Shelby and I's lives to be like, or, or, I mean, you know, you everybody has dreams and stuff, but a lot of people just end up having to give up on it, you yeah. know, and not further, further what they're really passionate about, and, uh, if if I'm able to find a way, which I'm, I feel like I'm at a tipping point in a way. Like I've I haven't made it, in in my opinion. Sure. You know, which I'm sure there's a lot of people that would agree. But, uh, it's one of those things that, it's not not gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just that determined. Um, and I I humbly say that. But, well, like with it's the... just a work ethic thing, man. A lot of people don't don't have it, and it's. I know in the eyes of some people, it might seem like I'm being kind of lazy, like I don't have a full-time job, but like I'm waking up, eating, sleeping, trying to find ways to make a living doing this. What's What's the average day look like for a photographer or videographer um, that, when you're not out in the field shooting? Like Not out in the field shooting? Are you hitting the ground like marketing? Are you uh, editing? So for me personally, which is probably obviously different depending on everybody's situation in, in that those industries. But uh, yeah, just going out. I'm trying to get a little bit more of my creative eye in those, those, those downtimes uh, or days that I technically would have off, I guess, if I'm not on photography jobs or videography jobs. Uh, so editing pictures, going out, taking pictures. I, I go, my camera's with me right now in my truck, both cameras, actually. Um, my max in my truck, like I'm always prepared wherever I go to pop up uh, shop. And yeah, you never, you never know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm always, uh, ready, willing and able I'm always uh, ready to model too. If you want to, if you want to grab I'm, it, so. I'm I'm down. I'm <laughs> down. We can do it after this. I'm just joking. I don't need any pictures of me, and you probably don't need pictures of me either. Well, you never know, man. You got a lot of ink. Tattoos are nice. Fits fits my style. That'd be dope to be on like a like a tattoo magazine or something. Yeah. Day. But yeah. I, feel, I feel like on the on the inked magazine, you you just have to be famous. Cause they'll put people on there. I yeah. don't like read it, but you see them in stores. Yeah. And they put people there with shitty tattoos, but they're just celebrities, so it's kind yeah. of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've seen one of those magazines, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. For yeah. Sure. But as far as, uh, I, on the, the podcast, the, um, film, the hunt that mm -hmm. I listened to, yeah. you said right now, like a lot of what is paying the bills or kind of keeping you float is, uh, weddings, engagements, right? Yeah. Mo mainly engagements and family sessions right now, as far as the photography stuff goes. Uh, I've done a few things for Cody with Buffalo Apparel Co. Uh, so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hooked up with him. I, I meet with him every now and then and we either just sit and BS about whatever. Uh, it's always, it's always a really good, uh, intellectual conversation with him. How'd you meet Cody? Uh, just, well, I, I think I met him a long time ago, maybe associated with you. He used to be my roommate. You yeah, know yeah. 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 We yeah. lived in Tulsa together for a year and a half. Yep. So I, I, I knew of Cody because of, I'm pretty sure you and Colton and yeah. just being, you know, associated with you guys. But uh, he, he reached out to me about doing some pictures and stuff for him. Of his merch. For the, the merch, yep. For, you know, all his different products, hat, shirts, stickers, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, he's a 
really awesome guy and i know he's got he's got big things playing and there's the sky's the limit for him as well uh he's really pushing pushing his boundaries on uh growing that brand sure. and it's showing you know he's doing a good job really good job with it and i'm excited to be a part of a part of that growth uh he's asked me you know to do some more work for him in the future so i'm looking forward to that well as well as far as uh i know you mentioned that like weddings and engagement you enjoy doing it but like you'd really rather be out in the woods correct like yeah that, that's I'd, your end goal is to be full-time it would be nice uh end goal probably probably mainly doing weddings and uh, portraits and stuff with my wife but in the in the fall in the off season mix in some of the hunting stuff and try to probably grow this to a point where i can do that all the time and maybe shelby's able to you know quit her full-time job you know the nursing the healthcare industry right now is just kind of it's nuts with yeah. everything that's going on and sure uh she became an rn and immediately was thrown to the wolves you know with covid and having was, to was deal that with like all her, that her first year was in the mix of that or yep yeah well i mean she'd worked prior you know but not a ton but as a officially an rn it was you know right into covid uh -huh. season so it's been it's been stressful for I'm sure, sure. And I, I, I can't imagine, you know, what kind of, you know, thought process you got to go through to I'm such live a, that every day. But in a, in a good way, in a bad way, I'm such a visual and like see it to believe it person. Yeah. So like when I read things on paper or when I hear about them, I, it just doesn't resonate with me a ton until I see it. Yeah. And then I really like show empathy and compassion for, for yeah. any, any type of situation. So yeah. you hear yeah. about nurses and you hear their stories and I, I've seen them post online about, uh, you know, like a couple of people I'm friends with that are nurses and doctors. They said, you know, I've seen more deaths in this past 18 months than I had in 20 years or 10 years. Yeah. And, and yeah, I can visualize it, but until people are there, I don't think they really understand. And no matter what you're doing, just the stress levels of that. So no, and I think like anything, any regardless of what it is, until you walk in that person's shoes, you don't know. I think people you don't have you yeah. can't form a honest opinion about it. I mean, you can have a, an opinion about it, but it doesn't mean it's factual. You yeah, know? like I, for example, something as small as uh, wearing a mask for twelve hours in a row, yeah. and then be, actually, you know, because I'm like, hey, Cordell, you know, you're in Walmart, put your mask on, and then yeah. you're like you don't you know it's like oh i'm probably gonna be fine because i'm not like hugging and kissing up on someone yeah. but if you're a nurse you're probably like okay i really need to keep this on because i'm in the heat of it yeah so i didn't really you know i see nurses were like you know you don't know it's like wearing a mask for 12 hours and i was like oh, okay then i go to the airport and between walking in the flight and then checking out it's about was about six hours and i was like okay this sucks yeah and this is like a three percent of the job of what a nurse is doing so yeah it's every day non-stop yeah. yeah like no matter walk what, in walk out with the mask on <laughs> yeah and you have to you know really take it seriously there because yeah it's not just about you it's about the people you're taking care of too when when you're in an airport you're really just like i'm kind of putting this on because i just want to you know comply and not yeah. get kicked off the plane but yeah exactly yeah well dude tell me uh how you even got into the school film the hunt and like where you discover that that seems like extremely unique it's a niche for sure it is unique it's the only thing out there really uh like the only only program of its kind basically yeah there's a there's a there might be a couple others uh, one would be heartland bow hunter they have a film school which i have also attended uh, i went to theirs uh the summer before 
this last summer, I believe, yeah, and went through there. It was just like a two-day thing. Learned a lot, uh, and those those guys were awesome guys as well. Film the hunt was like a, a week long? It was, uh, yeah, just shy of a week. It was like five or six days, maybe, something like that, I think, all together. So were you, like, shooting outdoor things, and you were like, I would like to get into the hunting and, like, outdoor world, or did someone refer you there? How well, did- so... I want, I looked at so many different things. I've, I've been doing photography for a while and, uh, a lot of people probably don't know this, but whenever I was growing up, uh, my older brother and I, and then as well as my little brother drew, uh, later on, my grandma would give us disposable cameras when we go on vacations and stuff. And she'd take us to different places, uh, as a family. And we'd get to visit a bunch of national parks, Yellowstone, Glacier, uh, she also she worked for NASA, so we got to go to different space flight centers, different NASA things, you know, in Washington D.C., Florida, Texas, wherever those are located. You know, it's, sure. it's been a while since I've been to those places, but uh, we would always take a disposable camera. So I grew up with a camera in my hand, and uh, obviously, you know, life gets in the way, and like high school happened. I'm really focused on sports and stuff, and mm-hmm. kind of got away from the camera stuff. And then uh, my wife actually had a, a Canon Rebel T4i, I believe, uh, decent DSLR camera, and uh, I started using that, just playing with it and going down below their house and taking pictures of deer and whatever I could find, and then that's grown into now I have two of my own cameras, two mirrorless cameras, and you know, honestly, thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment and gear that's grown into something I want to pursue and fully intend on doing that. I don't, the only thing in my way is just myself, you know, and that's just putting the foot forward and taking risks and just doing it. So br- break down for me how you like, I guess in a short, short terms, yeah. how you film a hunting session, because obviously you got to go out there and it's like filming a hunt. Yeah, you. I mean, you got to be like a hunter, quiet, and you got to smell right and and be disguised. And how yeah. do, how does that work? Making no noise while running the equipment and like it's tough. You is you have to be on your toes for sure and know exactly what your equipment does inside and out and how to manipulate all those settings and do it on the fly. I mean, less than half a second, be able to manipulate things and you know move and it be smooth and getting your focus right manually if you're doing video stuff i mean it's so are you are you going out a lot earlier than the hunters or do you guys like when you're filming one you go out or a little bit earlier to get set up and we yeah you would go out uh it depends on the hunt too um so tree stand hunting hunting in ohio with these guys uh a typical day would be going up you know before sunset or before sunrise sorry and uh y'all are together you go together go together uh so we we do probably give it close to 30 more minutes to get get ready to to get ready get and that's probably pushing it that's probably the max it's probably quicker than that honestly uh i've gotten pretty good at it just in the short amount of time and i don't i don't you know feel like a professional but i'm a professional doing this you know technically yeah technically so Although sometimes, you know, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but uh, that's just the beauty of it. I don't know if I ever will, but, you know. Well, hopefully, hopefully, um, 
you know, in three, four years, five years, whatever it is, what number is in your head, you'll look back and be like, just, you'll just think about where you started. Kind of like I said with this, just the little things. And, you know, I look, listen to these all the time and yeah. I think I sound stupid. And every time I, I feel like, I feel like not I get, you, but me, I feel like I get a little better or, um, you know, take out the ums and the so's and, yep. or just the, the first one I did, you know, just little mistakes. Like the first one I ever did, I don't know if it was me or the guy, but we were on zoom and like, I couldn't see him the whole time. Yeah. You can't get it to work. So it was just awkward, just little stuff like that. But yeah, I'm sure I'm probably saying things a little bit more repetitive because I'm like about to kiss a microphone. <laughs> sure. You know, but the, the podcast you did with him, uh, mm-hmm. I listened to that. I think I told you, but did you enjoy that or? Yeah, I did. I, I enjoy it whenever, uh, Jordan, uh, he's with become one and film the hunt. He helps them out a lot and, uh, works with them freelance, uh, can I think you, freelance wise, but do go ahead. Can you talk about the shows that you were telling me about that? you? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, I don't, my phone's right here. I'll see. Absolutely. I know we talked about it, but some of that stuff, like, is it, is it going to be on like TV or cable TV? Or is this like a YouTube deal? Can yeah, you elaborate no, so, more on that? So, uh, become one, uh, Tom and Nick, uh, Tom Petrie, Nick Ventura, another, I guess, plug for them as well. So there's uh, become one and then there's film the hunt. Yeah. Two different entities. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, two different brands. Uh, they, they, they own both those. Uh, okay. They do production stuff uh, for some different shows, and they're really, I mean, they live and breathe the hunting industry. I mean, that's that's what they do. So they're big time. They're, yeah, no, they've been doing it for, and I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong things, 10 plus years. Uh, they've been doing it a very long time, and, you know, they, to me are kind of the standard of what hunting TV should be like. It's a little more cinematic. It's not your cookie cutter uh, hunting shows that, you know, a lot of people from my area probably grew up watching. Um, it's different. It, it, it adds more emotion to it. Um, there's more of a story behind it and why. Kind of like an artistic piece. Exactly, yeah. It's, just shooting it's, a deer. it's a lot more meaningful uh, how they approach it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's so cool to see them work and how they just go about doing what they do. Uh, it's insane that it's just, it's cool to see somebody make it and like they're, they're, they're living the dream really. And I know I've, I've had discussions with Nick and Tom. It's I'm in the same boat in a, in a sense. It's like, uh, I would go to work at Proform and I would hear people say, uh, that's welding. That was the welding job. I, I worked at Proform Industries there in Muskogee. We built uh, diesel and gas tanks for main. Our our biggest contract was international, so school buses and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, it cool cool job to have. Just you know, like I said, got to got to a bad point in my life, and you know, sometimes when you want drastic results, you got to make drastic changes. And sure. Like I said before, leaving there was a good idea for me. But yeah, I like we mentioned, you know, kind of cliche, but it, it sounds like a lot of people who do big things. Sometimes it's like, you like you said, you know, they call it burning the ship. You're just like, what yeah. the hell is Cordell doing? But in your mind, you're like, this is what I need. Like for whatever reason, exactly, like, yeah, personally I, or professionally, it like, doesn't make sense to, it's, it's hard to, it's honestly hard to talk about. Uh, cause I can't even, it's, it's, it's tough for me to put into words exactly like where you were mentally. 
exactly where I was mentally. Yeah, and I can't, you know, prove that to people until they experience some of the same things that I've experienced, you know, growing up in life and especially over the past handful of years. Uh, there's, you know, life's happening uh, regardless of what anybody says or wants, you know, like you can sit sit around and expect life to happen for you or you can go out and make life happen. And you really think you leaving there and going at this full on brought you back to life per se, like kind of opened you back up to Dude, in a, get in you a, out of your hole? In a, in a sense, yes, for sure, for sure. It's or was been, a big part of it? That is a big part of it. It's been a, it's been a trip, man. It's it's hard not to get emotional talking about it, because uh, I I did find myself at a low low place in my life, and uh, yes, it's it's been tough. But you know, I, I see I see I don't want to say I see the light, but like I have a sense of direction. Like I I know what I'm doing. I know what I want for me, my family, for Shelby, for my kids, uh, for you know just my family going forward and uh so I, yeah, I it's just been super super cool to kind of see it all s- kind of start happening you know like the work that i've been putting in is short amount of time as it's been in a way does it seem like rapid growth for such a short amount of time exactly yeah it's it's hard to fathom for me like it doesn't seem it truly doesn't seem real so whenever i say i've heard like this saying living the dream uh often it's usually with sarcasm uh it's a, a i say usually it's it's always 100 percent with sarcasm yeah but i'm no one that's living the dream truly actually says that it's I'm, always the people that are exactly like miserable. and i'm i'm i feel like i'm there i'm living i'm living a dream and uh and i mean that humbly like i'm, I'm not like i said i haven't made it per se but i'm 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 getting there and that's what's exciting for me I think it's cool that you have a lot of personality into it because I've, you know, you know the podcast. I have mm-hmm. Bruce Buffer one week, and then yeah. I have a doctor, and then I have a photographer. But I haven't yeah. talked to any pr- photographers one on one. Everyone has their own reason, but I do know there's a lot of people that, like anything in life, is it's not bad. But you know, they're like, hey, I can buy a five hundred dollar camera, and I could probably make thousands. Yeah. Um, in the, you know, they don't really enjoy it. They're just taking good pictures, and they're yeah. good at it. But you seem to have like a true pat like you constantly keep saying like you get emotional talking about it because you're just like this is what i want to do and i like you said kind of burn the bridge and you were like this kind of brought me back to where i needed to be was a big piece of that so it's kind of cool or it's really cool just to see that you you know you do have a passion for it and it's it's something that you're kind of going all in on and yeah yeah hopefully change the phrase from uh side hustle money full-time gig to yeah (laughs) full-time exactly yeah one of these days it will man it's just I just got to keep making, you know, strides, keep making steps in that direction. Uh, you know, and there's all, there's always speed bumps and setbacks, but, uh, Can not, you, not giving up is, is key. Yeah. It's key for that. And then kind of like you mentioned on the film, the hunt, uh, podcast, that episode, just talking about, you know, like maybe if, um, there's a certain thing market you don't necessarily love, but you know, if it can pay the bills or get you by and, and maybe give you more practice or exposure yeah. too. Because yeah. it may be a, not as fun for you, but I guarantee you there's something you learn every single time. Or I'm sure as you know, you know, you shake the right hand. Exactly. Could lead to something else. Like, you you know, you talk to someone uh, who's never hunted in their life, but their mm-hmm. best friend is like an avid outdoorsman. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, no, those connections are real, man. Those those connections are, they're there. 
uh, people just have to be mindful of, of that. And I don't know, I feel, I feel as if I'm somewhat personable, uh, and being able to talk to people and have conversations and have those intellectual conversations with people. But did you, did you listen to my episode? And if you didn't, it's fine. But did you see the one with Roland Welker, the outdoorsman? I haven't yet. No. Okay. So he, and that was, I'll have to check that out. Same thing that I was just going to go back to as a connection. I mean, most of the quality guests I've gotten, or most of the guests I've gotten have been from people like get this person, this person. I'm like, yeah, it's easier to have a a connection, but we'll get me an email, get me a phone number or like, let them know I'm going to message them. Right. Yeah. So one of my friends, uh, Ty and Tara, they sent me this guy named Roland Welker who was on history channels alone. And I, I'm not a huge TV watcher, but I did watch that uh, series with him before I had him on. Do you know what it is? I've, I've heard of it, yeah. Uh, did you say Netflix? No. Uh, is it on Netflix? Yes. Okay. I think so. I've, I've seen it on Netflix, but I haven't watched it. I think that's where it. I rewatched it. But it's, it's you know, normally debuted on the History Channel. Okay. But this guy, or these guys, it's a, it's a reality TV show, but they go out and they spend uh, up to 90 to 100 days in the woods, kind of like naked and afraid, but in Alaska, this was in, uh, he's from Alaska, but this, when they went, it was in Canada. Okay. But anyways, he, he won the show. Oh, wow. He stayed in a a Canadian winter for a hundred days and they get like 10 tools. This crazy bastard went out there and, and rocked it, won the show. And mind you, you'll probably appreciate this even more. He does all this, kills all these animals, lives off the land and he's filming it the yeah. whole time too. There's no crew. Yeah. Unlike Naked and Afraid, when you got a camera guy in the bush, they took their own camera equipment. Yeah. And he's filming all this solo and submitting it, and they're coming to pick it up. But I had him on because of a friend. I was like, "Hey, I'm always looking for guests," and she's like, "Check out this guy. He's my uncle's best friend." And I was like, "And he lives in Alaska." I said, yeah. "How? How is your uncle's best friend this guy? And he lives in Claremore." Yeah. But I had him on. Huh. Um, super super cool crazy bastard yeah. i mean well you would have yeah you have to be to do something like that you have to be a different type of person yeah understatement and that's not to I don't know if i could stay in my backyard that's not to say anything days. bad about anybody but no you have to have a different mentality to be able to survive and do that kind of stuff can you imagine not going not talking to a person for 100 days i could, I could? I, I could try I could man i mean <laughs> It would be nice sometimes, <laughs> but I no books. That would be different. Man. I mean, well, it's just you out there. Like I, th- I feel like when you're isolated, you just start thinking about different shit. Yeah, the like probably if, probably if, the stuff that actually matters in life. You yeah, know? like I'm sure if you're honestly if you're in your bedroom for a week, it's a little different. But this guy's out in you know minus twenty, minus thirty. He doesn't know what's outside his little hut. But yeah. Dude, crazy guy. Definitely listen to it. And even if you don't listen to my episode, go back and watch the series. And I'll do both. I'll do both for sure. He won a, won a million dollars, became a millionaire. Oh, wow. And he, I, I feel like, because I, I, I knew he won the show before I had him on, obviously. Yeah. I've, it sounds biased, but when you watch it, it doesn't ever seem like anything was going to stop him from winning, minus maybe like losing a limb or something. Yeah. And there was a woman who made it like 92 days out of 100. And How many days total? This was a hundred. Okay. The, and he, they call him the hundred day king because he was the first person on the show to make it a hundred days. Yeah. And there was a woman out there. 
she was at like 92 and the only reason she got pulled is because she was getting frostbite on her feet and then like the doctors made her. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise they were going to bowl. She was going to make it too. Oh wow. And I mean, you know, take it for what it is, but Man. I feel like that's insane for a woman. Most it, women are. That I mean, is. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy can you, stuff. I couldn't. Can you talk much about the show that you filmed for the um, that hasn't been released? The yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. I, uh, did, I didn't know guys from Pennsylvania. Uh, it'll be, and I'm not sure exactly which network they're wanting to uh, kind of shoot for. Either the you know Pursuit Channel or Outdoor Channel. Uh, out. And then there's also the Outdoor Channel, too. Well, Sportsman Channel, Outdoor Channel, Pursuit. There might be another as well. I'm not I'm not quite sure. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're trying to get, you know, things going and get content. And uh, I've been, I've filmed their hunt, and they came down from Pennsylvania, like I said, uh, and they were hunting south of McAllister uh, at the Choctaw Hunting Lodge. Okay. And, uh it's a beautiful place, nice property. It's a big property. I think in total they have like 44,000 acres. And they hired you? And uh, these the guys from Pennsylvania hired me. Yep, They hired me earlier this fall, like I want to say August, or possibly even right after the second course that I went through in Ohio. Uh, so I did their field production course, and then I did uh, Adobe editing in July. And then shortly after that, after I got home, I got the phone call from... Uh, the guys in Pennsylvania. They connected you? Uh, yep. So after that second class, I got with uh, Tom uh, with Film the Hunt and Become One, and he put me on their graduate page that they have on Become One TV's website. And uh, you can go there, and there's a list of different guys that have gone through their graduate program uh, with Film the Hunt and uh, guys that are that have gone through every class that they've had and I still have two more to go go through next summer, but um, you know I've I've given them that commitment that I'm gonna you know go to go to these two classes and do the whole thing, and that's been huge for me being on that page. Uh, I've got several calls from different shows. Uh, schedule wise, a lot of it hasn't been able to. Uh, I haven't been able to uh, to, work to work it out, you know, and stuff, but. Uh, these guys from Pennsylvania, they you know they treated me right down here in Oklahoma, and I'll be filming them uh, in a couple days, just outside of Laredo, Texas, for a week. And so I'm looking forward to. That. I I checked the weather, and it, there's like in the 90s the next couple of days, so I'm not looking forward to that. But it's you know the end of December. It doesn't need to be 90 degrees anywhere, in my yeah. opinion. But it's pretty uh, pretty bizarre. It is. It is. But I'm looking forward to that as well, and intend on filming some of their stuff next so, fall as well hopefully what these guys are professional hunters is that what they do for a living or kind of like i'm dumb dumb is down for me who okay. are these people so take it take the, it to the basics the guys from pennsylvania uh just a group of guys that uh they're they're able to get some airtime, and so they want to build a business for uh they're trying to build this up and build a business out of it which is a thing it's a it's a possible thing. you can you can create this in a way that you can hunt for a living uh nowadays with different types of you know sponsors and and stuff uh you can any anything's possible it's, it's crazy i was talking to shelby about it yesterday after watching a couple netflix movies 
or going through a couple Netflix movies on uh, on my MacBook. Like anybody can do any of this stuff. It's just f- finding the right people to associate yourself with and finding the right lane and just keep pushing for it. Like it's that it truly is that easy. Do you have? It any- doesn't sound. It doesn't. I probably sound crazy, bro. But do you any? You can do anything. You, if you just put your mind to it, like I don't know, there's just all there. That's all there is to it. Do you? In my uh, opinion. Do you have any like crazy ideas that you like? I, I want to try this one day, or, or I have something in the works where, you know, everyone's got this next big idea or like an end goal of, of something you wanted to kind of put your name behind that's different. Ultimate goal of mine, and I it's, it's like, hard to say it's a goal. Like it's it's a reach, but at the same time, okay, I'm. I don't know. Maybe it's just how I'm trying to approach it. But National Geographic would be awesome, dude. Just to take a picture and just... It could just be one picture. Just to be published by Nat Geo would be cool. Like, even if it was just a picture. Just a photography deal. Just one. Like one. Do you know how those guys get chosen? I don't know exactly. You just... You have to shoot so much. You just have to go out and, I mean, suffer in the elements for some of this stuff. Uh, those guys that are published they're a different breed as well uh you ever think about those people that go and uh literally film and shoot pictures of like war no that i've yeah that interests me a lot i mean that's it's it got to be intense for maybe, sure maybe think about it because you said in the elements like in the the thick of it whether it be like bad terrain or weather or in a terrible situation or like a weatherman that goes out when yeah. everyone's taking cover and they're out there, you know, getting yeah. coverage. Look at it like that. You ever think about those guys? Yeah, no, I do. That would be uh like that's a real profession. It is. It is. It's a very real profession. And it's one that, you know, really interests me because you're capturing like the rawest emotions in people, like the side of people that nobody sees. Yeah. There's no makeup on this. You don't see this, you know, kind of stuff. It's just complete. It's just pure at its pure, you know, it's just, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You get what I, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just raw. Do you have any, real. do you have any, um, like favorite YouTube channels of content that you, that you like, like that, that maybe no one's heard of or, or thought, you know, like people have their, their big ones that yeah. they follow, but is there anything that sticks out to you? Like, for example, I found this guy. I don't know how I found it. it was down the rabbit hole, but uh, what is it called? Of course, I can't think of it now, but he would video and YouTube people um, in Los Angeles who yeah. grew up on like a rough life, mm-hmm. uh, like former drug addicts and stuff, but he yeah. really tries to talk to them and see like what went wrong. Yeah. Uh, soft white underbelly. Yep. I've, it's I've extremely seen weird and bizarre, part to that. Yeah. The interviews are very like super raw and the people yeah. just get down to it, but mm-hmm. So like when I show people that they're like, "What the hell is this? Do you have anything that you follow that's unique and you know, it's I have a very broad taste as well, Same. but so that plays a bit of a part and it's hard to, you know, name things specifically because of that, but uh I guess I don't know, that's a, that's a tough one to answer cuz I look at so many different things and it's not necessarily like an individual or one company that inspires me most but just a collection of things uh a big a bigger name would be yeti they do you know yeti present films and stuff uh there's a handful of those that are 
key for me as far as how I've creatively developed some of some of my stuff going going throughout this year and stuff. But uh, everybody's different, and you know, you see something and it might inspire you to do something similar. So yeah, it made me think the other day. I I only listened to like thirty minutes of it because I was uh, actually setting up a lot of this stuff, but. The guy that was on uh, Joe Rogan with, who's big into like ancient ancient civilizations mm-hmm. and like the Egyptians and stuff. Yeah, he talked about similar things. He was working a business job and then like hated it, and then he wanted to be a teacher, but he was like, "Dude, teachers make like thirty thousand yeah. dollars a year." Yeah. So he started uh, YouTubing about like ancient civilizations and history, just like a big history buff and nerd. Yeah. And, I'd never heard of the guy, but apparently he's big enough to uh, be on Joe Rogan, so he must oh, be wow. doing well for himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He yes. kind of took the same thing and like fell in love with it and and just got after it. Yeah, that's and he was it was cool. just neat because he was talking about like there's no shortage of content on YouTube, so he yeah. really focused on mastering that and you know naming the videos correctly and just really trying to draw attention and, and produce good content too, not just you know like a channel full of conspiracy theories and stuff. Yeah. So. And that touches on a it's kind of off subject from that, but just p- as thinking about photography and stuff, like people think it's saturated. Uh I'm sure people think you YouTubers like that's a crazy thing to think about like making money with YouTube and it's saturated, but if it's saturated that means there's a demand for it and it's just doing it and getting better at it. You're just you know, you can't lose really yeah that's an it's an interesting topic because i think it was Lindsay and i are i you forget who i talked to people with like it's like colton and i or Lindsay and I or my mom dad yeah yeah but um pe- people love to throw that out there with everything saturated yeah and it is but that's like it's america like everything yep. we do is over the top we have too much of everything we have too yep. much stuff we have too much shoes clothes yep. so the example that i reference was Lindsay's Peloton that you see right here. Yeah. How long has a stationary bike been around and how many are there for decades? Yeah. But people are obsessed with the Peloton because they tweaked, they did one to two different things and they did it like amazing. Yeah. Anybody could hop on a bike and go ride it, but it's boring and they got, but now they, you know, they do live classes and they give you shout outs and they log your data, which people are obsessed with nowadays. Yeah. It's very interactive for sure. So nobody for the most part is going to buy a stationary bike anymore. Yeah. Everyone's buying a Peloton. Yeah. It's like its own cult now. Yep. And they do extremely well. I've, I don't ride it, uh, but I listen to Lindsay doing and yeah, um, it's cool what they do. They're funny and they're what I think a lot of people aren't doing now. They're uncensored. Oh, Nice. I, don't know, I don't know if you've ever listened to one. I haven't. No. They will drop f bombs and they'll like wow. they'll make funny jokes. Now they, I think before each class they put out a kicker that's like, hey, this is uh, what's his name, and you know, yeah. he's explicit. He drops f bombs. Yeah, and so if you're not into that, and yeah. then you can pick your playlist class. But you know, long-winded answer here. Um, that market stationary bikes have been a thing forever, but Peloton is killing it. Yeah. Because they they, yeah. they got good at it and people love it and now everyone wants one. Mainly a lot of females want one, but I mean, my parents ride one. I know a lot of guys ride them. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. And and it's something that probably social media had a lot to do with too. Driving, driving that that because uh, uh, things have changed. I mean, ten years ago, there's no way that I'd be trying to do what I'm doing now. Uh, just being able to work remote, work from your laptop, like you said, you know, 
you guys get to, you know, my older brother and his wife, my uh, sister-in-law. They're down in Florida, right? They're in Tampa, yeah. They they both uh, get to work from home occasionally, and uh, that's nice. Like, that's something that's really, you know, piqued my interest. For sure. That wasn't a driving factor into, you know, quitting my last job, but... Uh, just the flexibility. The flexibility is nice, man. I want to be there for events with family, kids, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I don't want to miss that stuff. And, uh, yeah, just... Do you think you get that now with working for yourself? Yeah, no, I yeah, I'm able to... I can do anything if I want to right now. Obviously, I'd like to be busier, obviously, but at the same time, I'm, I'm blessed to even have an opportunity filming these hunts taking pictures for for you know different families different couples uh occasionally i'll uh photograph some real estate um any opportunity man i'm i'm all for it it doesn't matter for me do you Uh, have any other uh any other like bucket list type projects or or companies Uh, i know you mentioned uh, national geographic yeah which that's 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 really dreaming bro that's really dreaming but at the same time, I mean, like I've already said on here, it's anything's possible. Uh, I'm not going to give up on that, you know. If it happens, it happens. But that's not in my main focus right now. But, but yeah. But for the, for those things, a lot of times, not speaking on National Geographic's behalf, but you just got to get the right person's attention just to get the shot. Yeah, yep, exactly. So for me, as long as I'm still, you know, waking up with a camera in my hand driving around with a camera next to me in the seat uh but you got you've got no other bucket like other big ones on there or like maybe a certain company or a... man i don't know just i don't know it, it doesn't matter to me if some i mean a big brand could call me i would love to do it obviously somebody i don't know about could call me is and it I a, would, a band no, just anybody or just a bigger brand could call me. And I would just, I would feel the same way about that opportunity as I would some no name company coming and wanting work or wanting me to work with them or for them or whatever it is, whatever the case may be. Uh, any opportunity, big or small, I'm thankful for. And I don't look at it any different than the next, you know? Yeah. There's a, a kind of off topic, unique story, kind of relative, but. Uh, one of Lindsay's friends, her husband, um, never met the guy. I don't know much about him, but he owns um, and sells gun parts and accessories. Yeah. And I guess uh, had a big customer the other day online. And I think he didn't even know it as, as to my understanding, but he gets a pretty big order from a guy in Utah who's big in the guns. And hmm. it's like thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. From an Oklahoma company. Oh, wow. And uh, the name pops up, and I'll, I'll see if you recognize it. It's Austin Post. No? The name sounds familiar, yes. It's Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Post Malone's name. So he gets an order yeah. for thousands of dollars. Because like he, Austin he Post. got his name through like a generator thing yeah. online, his rap, his yeah. stage name or whatever. Yeah. So he gets this, or I guess he gets this order, but suppose he has like, he looked at it in like it was a Utah address, but like a California, um, or it was getting shipped to Utah, but then the California address or something. So he calls on it. Yeah. And it was like, it was looking for Austin Post. He's like, yeah, this is him. And I guess like he goes home that night and he's like, I just want to make sure this is right. He's like, oh, it's cool. And this, 
he goes home and he's like, yeah, I had to call an order today and make sure it was right. It looked like it might have been like fraud or something, but it yeah. was a couple thousand dollars. This guy in Utah, Austin Post, and his wife was like, are you shitting me? That was You just talked to Post Malone on the phone, and he was like, That's had insane. no idea. That's so cool. Yeah. That's interesting, man. And I guess he's had he, a, another... Um, Another big customer who's like, a, hmm. you know, a big, a big veteran guy. Kind of, yeah. I, I, I don't think it was him, but like a Tim Kennedy type. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Obviously doing something right. Yeah. If these people are ordering from him. Exactly. You know, yeah. Online. That's cool. Things like that, man, go a long ways. That, I mean, potentially could lead to so much more business that it's, you know, life changing, you know, ultimately. Yeah. Never that's hurts. Cool. Never hurts to have a celebrity uh, buy your product, right? Yeah, no like, doubt. Like, yeah. Oh, this millionaire knows. That would be know, so cool, man. hundred other millionaires. I know there's some people that don't like Post Malone. Uh, probably just how quickly he blew up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, don't like his music or something or his tattoos all over his face and stuff, which I don't care about that stuff. I'm not going to get any face tats, but uh, I like Post Malone a lot, though. Like, he's into guns and stuff and he's his music taste and where he came from musically is super cool like that dude could perform anything yeah and it'd be like how genuine he is exactly yeah yeah it's it's i don't know he's a different breed yeah like when, when you see him online um he's always like really charismatic and funny and just just doesn't seem like a celebrity type yeah like he is down home and Yep. It, it's super funny to like look at his stuff because his only other job per se before yeah. like being a rapper, he worked at Chicken Express. Really? <laughs> yeah, in Texas. And then oh wow, I guess his dad has worked for the Dallas Cowboys forever. Huh. So he's like a diehard Cowboys fan, but yeah. j- just a seems like a genuine guy. Yeah. Yep. Like yep. if he was here with us, he would be like, "What's up, boys?" Not like a celebrity. Just like be kicking it. Yeah. yeah. No, I f- I feel the same way. I've, yeah. That's a that's also why I'm a big big fan of Luke Combs who I also yep. think reciprocates that type of personality. Yeah. Yeah. Because he same way he said he didn't even pick up a guitar till he was like 22. That's crazy. That's insane actually. That is, yeah. No, it for some people I mean it happens that fast. It's and, just a flip of a switch and your life's different, you know. Mhm. And he he just talks about in college he just wasn't doing great and didn't know what he was doing. He was like I thought about going into law enforcement and he was yeah. like I'm 300 pounds, probably not the best cop you can find. Yeah. So. Yep, that wouldn't be the best uh, career choice. Yeah. With that, super you know? funny guy talking about that, but, uh, dude, it's been good having you on. I really enjoyed like learning about the business and ins and outs and yeah. kind of what you want to do with it. Um, did you want to drop drop any of your plugs for yourself before we before we bounce? Uh, yeah, I where can. can. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram right now is a good place. My personal Facebook as well, like Cordell Brooklander, and that's B-R-E-U-K-L-A-N-D-E-R. I know the name. I know, I know how to spell the names because I'm the same way. So. It's a rough one for, for a lot of people. Uh, me growing up, I'm sure it same. was a challenging thing for me to learn to write. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, I have I currently have a website. It's cordbrook.com. But I'm building a new website specific for the wedding and portrait stuff. I just need to finalize a bunch of stuff and deal with all the copyright things on it. and uh, Or copywriting, I guess I should say. You, you know, build I'm your own st- stuff? No, actually, uh, this is actually a template. Uh, I hired a, a business coach. Um, 
His name's Kyle, and he's helped me out tremendously, man. So it'll be different for me going forward once the website's live. It'll it'll. Is he a local guy or is he virtual? It's actually uh, from Seattle, I believe, or just outside Seattle, Washington. Wow. Yeah. So it's all it's all been virtual. Yeah. How'd you yeah. find him? Through a Facebook group, uh, somebody added me to a Facebook group uh, like last year, and I just every now and then would see his his stuff pop up and it's like you know i'll just go ahead and look into that and it's it's already you know paid dividends paid dividends for me uh, i've been able to change how i've gone about the business side of things for this photography stuff because i was kind of lost at it and i you know like i said i still haven't figured it quite out but it's it's a work in progress like it probably always will be but you know uh he he mentioned this it's not really a quote but let's see i don't want to butcher it either uh imperfect action beats perfect inaction does that make sense say it again imperfect action beats perfect inaction yeah that makes sense yeah so basically if you have like a perfect plan and you're not even doing it exactly yeah but if you have you know a decent plan but you're actually putting foot the ass yeah yeah it's just a matter of just putting that foot forward and even if it's baby steps, just doing it. You yeah, know? we we talk about that a lot, actually, Lindsay and I, with, uh, like, we're really trying to, like, get on a budget and stop, like, just spending money, yeah. you know, just on the fly. Yeah. And we spent time, and, and she did, a, she built a great, like, spreadsheet, and she was like, should we tweak it? Yeah. Does it need to be better? And I said, honestly, what you put up is great. We just need to do it. Yeah. We just, yeah. it doesn't have to be this sexy $100 plan we bought. We just need to, like, track where we're spending our money so exactly we can, you know save up for things we like so yep it's just like, a matter of doing it man no matter what it is um but you said websites cordbrook.com that's where you can find you instagram yes anything else uh you can uh check me out also on the graduate page of uh, become one tv.com uh just click their graduates and because i'm a part of the graduates program through film the hunt and it's got a little you know about me on there just kind of me trying to sell myself a little bit to to an extent and uh just equipment that i had at the time of making that it's varied slightly i bought you know a couple lenses and new drone and stuff so all that's listed on there so you get a sneak peek at the equipment that i have to an extent not all of it but some of the bigger bigger pricier items are on there and you do travel. But that's that's re- irrelevant, though. You do travel pretty much anywhere for the right price. For yeah, no, for sure. I'll go. I'll go anywhere, man. Doesn't bother me none. Uh, I love traveling, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It could be Mexico, Canada, anywhere, Alaska. Where did I'd, I'd be cool with any of that? When you went to Canada the first time, where'd you go? We went to it was Kananaskis. Uh, uh, so we flew into Calgary, and it's a, about an hour, hour and a half drive, I think, Canada's north. so big, man. It is. It's a big area. It snowed the whole time we were there, too. It was like two to three feet every day, it seemed like. So we weren't able to do a whole lot because of that, but uh, it was still beautiful, beautiful place, man. Like, I can't wait. To, I cannot wait to go back. You got any, any big trips coming up? No. Well, the one in Laredo. Laredo's next. It's coming up quick. Uh, I leave out Thursday morning, I think at like four or five in the morning, drive down, pick up a guy named Chris Hayes. He's a classmate of mine through Film the Hunt. Uh, he's going to help me, or not help me, but he's 
the second cameraman on uh and you guys just kind of like independent contractor like split the yeah. pay and all that yeah well uh whatever his daily rate is uh he'll you know invoice for that and then whatever mine is so it's it's not just i'm not i'm helping out by picking them up uh we're not working like to I, we're working together gotcha. you know obviously but uh we're both freelancing but they pay for like you build them for like your 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 hotel and like your gas and stuff like that yeah yep all expenses paid uh on top of my daily rate and there's like a travel travel day you know rate which is a little less than the daily rate when we're actually filming the hunt the hunts and stuff like that um do you te- and you that business side of it do you teach that that stuff do you learn that on your own or just kind of pick an industry pro's brains on what to charge or yeah so and they they the, the guys with the film the hunt tom and nick they they help out with with advice and trying to get the right people us i guess i could say into the right position possible in order to get those phone calls and those opportunities. But, uh, at the end of the day, it's all down to like each individual. Um, if I couldn't sit down and talk to you for an hour or hour and a half, then, um, I probably wouldn't do as good in the industry, you know? So I'm, I'm sitting in a blind or in a tree with, you know, sometimes a stranger that I've never met before. Don't know anything about, um, so that that side of it's been really interesting and i thoroughly enjoy it because i've met some outstanding individuals that have awesome backstories you know of where they've came from and how they've become who they are today and that side of it's probably one of the most fulfilling sides of it uh more it's it's super rewarding you know to meet people and exchange knowledge you know and have those like i said intellectual conversations with a stranger and leave being friends you know no matter no matter our views or personal opinions on different things it's it's super super cool that's the the, that's the coolest thing i mean the the hunting aspect of it like being in nature like obviously that's number one you know but uh it's it's been super cool for me i think you're a rarity there these days because i feel like most people want to pull up on you and they're like yeah who'd you vote for as soon as they yeah, found out they're exactly like, they yeah. just automatically build that that blocker of like oh yeah okay this guy instead you're yep. like we're finding common ground here and yeah it's yeah. cool yeah no just being open-minded i think goes that goes so far in life uh way further with than every it used to yeah for sure way further than it used to i mean you can't you can't go on in this type of world anymore with that kind of mindset, like just a fixed mindset, closed minded, whatever you, you can't thrive. There's no, there's no way. There's no way. I'm not a scientist or doctor or anything. I don't know much about a lot of stuff, but (laughs) I just, you, you have to be open and friendly with people and initiate that sort of stuff and be willing to accept it whenever it is initiated by somebody else. Yeah. You know, uh, there's not much of that going around. I no, feel like and we it's could go down like sad. A, a deep rabbit hole. But oh, for sure. My my bottom line with that is is uh, for as different as people think, it's supposed to be that way to an extent. Like yeah. obviously, if you're a giant asshole, then yeah. you know you're just a giant asshole. But yeah. for the most part, if we all thought and voted for the same person and we were all the same, life would be we would be 
robots and boring what yeah. we're trying not to be exactly like people are supposed to think differently and uh you know if you grew up in Tahlequah, oklahoma yeah. you're probably going to have a lot different thoughts than someone who grew up in new york city exactly because, yeah it's just the nature of the beast so. exactly yeah and that's i mean that's been brought up in conversations before that i've had uh with like my business coach he's from seattle you know and he's traveled all over all over the world to photograph and film weddings and stuff like he's he's made a big name for himself in the industry made a lot of money doing it so it's super cool to see somebody that's done it and have that person in your corner um and be able to teach you things that you need to know and little things about just taking action you know just constant taking action like don't get stagnant like i, I just can't stand not striving to be better as a person yeah. and so forth but well i think it's cool that you got it's kind of unique that you got a guy that lives in seattle because that side of the world probably operates like complete 180 from northeastern Oklahoma. Yeah. So he's going to, you know, probably connect you to bigger, better people or just people that are different because, uh, you know, people out of your comfort zone. He's probably talking about things that you're like, I've never thought about it this way or exactly. heard of because yeah. that's not how life li is down here. Yeah. Like in Seattle, minimum wage is like $16 an hour or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like double what it is in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. So life is just so different there. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, like those conversations that I've had with him, uh, it's a mindset thing, man. Uh, having that growth mindset is so key to growing as a person, you know. But uh, that's what's been kind of weird is like I've gone to school with people like you, and I, I could name a handful of people that have, you know, gotten outside of Tahlequah and have created a life and have done well and like things that I'm proud of for him, you know? Uh, and there's not a lot of that that you get in a small town, you know, setting. Uh, it's a fixed mindset type of deal. You know, you just, you, you are born to pay bills and retire at 65. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that small town mentality, but you have people like yourself that, wants to make something more of yourself, you know, so there's always a bigger picture, obviously, but like me, I mean, I, w I would love to call Tahlequah my home forever. If I can make this work, like I fully intend on doing that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave per se, uh, or st stay for that matter, but I'm open to anything. But I don't think, uh, for, for like the most people, even if you, like, if you, if you move away and come back, cool. Or if, if you never, if you want to live there forever, because, you know, living in a, a place like Oklahoma where cost of living uh, and for the most, like for most areas, like crime is not crazy. Yeah. Uh, those are amazing things. And, yeah. you know, you can, your, your dollar can stretch a lot further. Yeah. But for people who never travel. Yeah. I think it just, it just limits you so much. Because even if you go to, uh, you know, um, anywhere for a week and seven days and just see how life operates, it just, yeah. it just makes you think so differently. And for me, it's super fun. Some people hate it. Yeah. But when you just stay somewhere for like 90% of your life, you know, you never really go anywhere. Yeah. You just, you just don't see how other people operate and flow and you're just yeah. so out of touch with the world. Like yep. I've, I have people are always like, Oh, you'd love to travel. I haven't even been anywhere in my yeah. eyes. I've yeah. been to two other, three other countries. Yeah. In, in 
to some people that's mind-blowing to me it's like i haven't even scratched the surface yeah same, i would travel same weekly if i could yeah so when people i would just encourage people that hey you can live wherever you want i don't care if yeah. you live in kentucky or muskogee yeah but travel as much as you can and see other people and meet other people and you'll just see how different people's lives are and why they think this way yeah because there's so many different ways to do one thing you know so for me if i can and there's there is a path it's just a matter of me finding that right path i could we could create a life in tahlequah shelby and i and you know our future kid uh kids you know potentially but it's 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 tough like you got to find that niche and find that groove for me i'm i'm trying to make it work with the photography and the filming stuff and like that's that's a goal of mine that's a that's my immediate goal is making that work and you know obviously you know i have a kid coming in four months so i'm on the fly like there's nothing there's nothing stopping me there's there's zilch myself that's the only person in my way so as long as i can just wake up every day and I, you know, I have a mental checklist that I go through. I have stuff wrote down. Like I have a, a calendar board that yeah, like yeah. everything's wrote on trying to stay organized. That stuff goes a long way in trying to pursue that growth mindset and get out your, get outside your comfort zone and, and pursue those dreams. Well, as a new father, I'm going to do something most people don't. I'm not going to give you advice unless you want it because there's no, need it there's sure. no shortage of people that are going to give you advice and that's fine. But nowadays, everybody has a voice, which can yes. be good and not so good. Exactly. So with that, I'll say, do things. You'll figure it out. Don't yeah. don't let 12 different people try to tell you how to run your life and your kids. Yes. They're not doing that right now. So when you have your kid, unless you need it, take everything. Yep. You know, mend it like a, you know, you read 12 books, take a page from every book. Yep. Because everyone has the solution. Everyone's going to tell you how to do things. Yep. It, it gets a little overbearing. Yeah, when you have six different people saying you need to do it this way, and you're like, you don't live here, dude. Yeah, like yeah, not, you know what I mean. You're For you're sure. a piece of this puzzle. You're not raising this thing. Like, yeah, let me do my thing, and you yeah. Know, so, yeah, no, and I'll, I appreciate that, man. I'll take all the advice. Or kind, of, you know, goes back to the living the dream. Like the like the number like top three things that people say yeah. when they have a baby is like, oh, you better get your sleep now or enjoy yeah. it, dude. It's not that bad. Yeah, like people are just so freaking negative and. Yeah. There's ups and downs, just like everything in life. I mean, there's times where you stay up too late working. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. If you got a, sure. a good two parent system, yeah. I think that is like the best thing you can have, and you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'm 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 fortunate enough. Uh, we have so many people in our corner that are, you know, ready to help whenever whenever yeah. we need them. Uh, good, good, I would good people, whether yourself or others, could never be replaced. Exactly, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't have that if I wasn't still living, you know, at home. So, or living in Tahlequah. Yeah. Around family and stuff. So. That is a, that's a, I would probably say a 70 to 80% reason that we are back in Oklahoma. And yeah. the help is nice, but also, um, I, I, we did not want our Lincoln, our son, seeing family like two times a year. Yeah. Three times a year. Yeah. So. Makes it tough for maybe sure. Maybe we move later on or, or, you know, who knows how long we'd be here, but. I, I didn't want uh, my parents and, and my in-laws to have to pay $600 to come see my son twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um, it hard for sure. 
for sure. Yeah. I mean, we absolutely loved Colorado and love traveling and moving. Yeah. I just, you know, and I miss my family too. I've been gone for a little bit, so that's a big yeah. part of it, but super happy for you, dude. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I'll drop all the, all your links in the description as I always do, but yeah. So people can find you and maybe drum you up some business. So dude, that'd be, I'm ready for it. And it'd be I'm ready maybe, for all of it. Maybe in a couple of years we can, or couple months years whatever we can revisit and then you can reflect yeah, and hey, see where you're going i'll just get better at this each time we do it you know so i'm always ready to hop on if you ever need somebody to fill in or something man i'm i'm thankful that you found me interesting enough and what i'm doing interesting enough to to have me on here it's it's like i said it's weird for me like why why does he want me on the podcast well i just i had someone cancel last minute so i I needed to fill in just needed some (laughs) random joe to no dude it was cool me and colton were talking about it and i was like you know you were supporting supporting my stuff like bought a hat and all my stickers and all that i was like dude i know i'm I'm sorry i'm not wearing it no i don't apologize i figured you'd say something but no Uh, i love that hat though like it's packed with my camo stuff that's going on my trip in a couple days you're the only one who has it that's that's why it's not on my head right now. You were like, can I get camo? And I was like, I think. Yeah. And then I was like, this uh, first was like, this is weird. And I was like, wait, okay, this is kind of cool. And so I bought one, but I did like the, uh, what is it called? The multi-cam, just the darker version. Yeah. 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 So I just did that. I was like, okay, this is kind of unique. Cause all the other ones were plain black, but you're the yeah. only one that has that one. So that's cool. sweet, man. I'm, I'm glad. glad. But dude, um, thanks for stopping in. It's been good and can't wait to see how you do, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. So. Thanks man. I, I appreciate you. Keep after it. Yeah. We'll do.